This is Dr. Don Russell. I'm a board-certified general OBGYN with over 20 years of practice experience. She Space is a place where I can share my experience, recommendations, and knowledge, some would say opinion, on women's health ranging from general health to menopause to pregnancy and everything in between. Today's topic is your menstrual cycle or oh cycle my cycle. As I've been putting together the topics for these podcasts, I realized that this topic was long overdue. And in fact, I probably should have done it at the beginning. In my practice, in my office, I frequently find that as my patients come in to talk to me, there is really not an in-depth understanding of how our menstrual cycles work. And that understanding is what builds us to help with figuring out what's going on with our bodies and why our cycle might be irregular or why it might be regular and how to get pregnant and how to stay healthy. So today I'm going to give a very high level, but understandable, I hope, overview of how our menstrual cycle actually works. Now I wanna give a quick caveat right at the beginning. When I say how our menstrual cycle usually works, what I'm actually saying is how it works in the biology books, because very rarely do all of us have this happen every month. And in fact, some stats say that the average woman only has about 10 ovulatory menstrual cycles in a year. Now, I also want to mention as I get into this that I'm specifically talking about the cycle that occurs in a healthy woman in order to create an egg and ovulate and what those signals do to the uterus. This is not what happens when you're under the influence of hormones or when cycles are irregular. So let's just kick off with the main components of what I'm going to talk about. So I need you to picture a communication pathway starting with your brain, going to your ovary, and then feeding to your uterus. So let's start at the beginning. In the beginning of a cycle, your brain talks to your ovary and says, hey, ovary, you've got one of those eggs there. Let's start to mature it to get it ready to ovulate, to get pregnant. And the ovary sends back a signal and says, okay, I've started maturing this egg. That's what it looks like. And the brain sends back a signal and says, okay, great job. Now start forming that egg and getting it mature. So meanwhile, the ovary forms a cyst around one of its eggs and begins to develop and mature. That is why we always have a cyst happening in our ovaries or even other cysts because sometimes this process starts with a couple of eggs but only one ends up being dominant. So as this communication between the brain and the ovary keeps going, the brain keeps telling the ovary to keep maturing the cyst and the cyst keeps maturing. Now this cyst, which contains the growing egg, makes estrogen. Estrogen is a hormone that then feeds to the uterus and causes a lining to build up on the inside of the uterus with the idea that it's getting ready to be a bed for an implanting embryo or pregnancy. 
So you picture this whole thing going on. The brain is talking to the ovary and the ovary is talking to brain and they're getting this egg ready to be mature. And meanwhile, this cyst and egg are making estrogen to make the uterus build a big thick lining. So eventually, of course, a signal goes back from the ovary to the brain and the brain says, hey, that's awesome, you're mature. Why don't you go ahead and let that egg go? So the ovary then bursts the cyst. Yes, I said burst. That's what happens every month. The cyst is released into the abdomen where the fallopian tube should pick it up and go on its little merry way along the fallopian tube to maybe meet some sperm. Let's stop right there and go back to the ovary. After that cyst bursts, the leftover cysts then makes a hormone called progesterone. Progesterone then feeds to the uterus and takes that lining that was so beautiful and thick that was made by estrogen and kind of matures it and gets it ready in the final stages to perhaps receive an embryo. Then meanwhile in the fallopian tube, our little egg is floating along. And if sperm meets that egg and a conception occurs, that conception comes through and implants in the uterus and a signal goes back to the brain that says, hey, guys, I'm pregnant. And the brain says, oh, okay. And it tells the cyst in the ovary to keep making the progesterone to support the baby. But going back and assuming that doesn't happen, so sperm and egg did not meet, no conception occurred, that clue also gets back to the brain. And the brain says, dudes, we're not pregnant this month. And so goes to the cyst that was sitting in your ovary and says, hey, stop making that stuff. We don't need it anymore. So our nice little cyst in the ovary stops making that progesterone and estrogen. Now, the uterus is a muscle that really just does what it's told. And so at this point, when you take away that flow of progesterone from it, it says, oh, I don't need this stuff anymore and it bleeds. So it is the taking away of progesterone that makes us bleed and shed that lining, which we all refer to as our cycle or our period or flow. So the uterus clears itself of this lining and we're ready to start this process all over again. So that's a high level of how our cycle works. That being said, I hope you could see how this cycle could very easily be disrupted. That conversation between the brain and the ovary, I made it sound like it was easy, but in all honesty, it's incredibly complicated. We don't understand it completely, and just about everything in your life can disrupt it. So a little stress can disrupt that conversation and maybe not make that egg grow the way it's supposed to and maybe not make the hormones it's supposed to. And then what happens? We don't quite get that egg and get that whole cycle and the uterus doesn't give it, get a signal. And then where are we left? With what might be an irregular, a late or an early cycle. Many other things can disrupt, disrupt that signaling too. If we gain a lot of weight, it can disrupt that signal. If we lose a lot of weight, it can disrupt that signal. Some people even find that their diets or exercise can disrupt these signals. So it's important to remember that having an 
irregular cycle isn't necessarily abnormal, but rather it is something that is worth talking to your healthcare professional about if you have an ongoing issue. If you have one or two irregular cycles and then go back to normal, definitely not something you need to worry about, definitely not something that you need to think about as concerning, but rather a part of the normal, complicated cycle that is the female menstrual pattern.